This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The fallout continues from one of the wildest week ones and Monday night footballs in recent memory. Your New England Patriots still trying to pick up the pieces, yet taking big strides forward in the wake of their 25-20 defeat in the home opener on Thank You Tom Day to the Philadelphia Eagles. While the AFC East was shaken up, like a little kid who drank too many sodas at a holiday party and got a hold of a snow globe with Aaron Rodgers now confirmed to have torn his Achilles on the turf, the dreaded turf monster of Jet Life Stadium getting the best of him or the worst of him. Only four plays in Andy, the irony of Josh Allen throwing as many turnovers as plays Aaron Rodgers had as the starting quarterback of the New York Jets continues to get me. The AFC East is up for grabs. Chaos, human sacrifice, cats and dogs living together. It's mass hysteria here on the latest Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Brought to you by, of course, our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. How about this, Hart? What do we do here? We got a little uh, a little two-legger here for the uh, the Foxborough faithful. All right, don't joke. It's early. Uh, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> I know Andy's very emotional right now. Obviously, uh, he was, you know, none of us were expecting to be where we are and talk about what we're going to discuss. But uh, on the first part, we'll do our final review of Sunday's loss to the Patriots. Some accused us of being a little too critical or a tad bit harsh or negative. Screw them. Oh, oh, You want harsh? I get you harsh right here. Harsh, harsh, harsh. Yeah, I mean, it's as if you're not allowed to be reactionary, volatile. God forbid there still be some fans, some fanaticism in me after all these years of broad podcasting with you. So we'll do our final takeaways from the game on Sunday. The three best things and the three worst things that happened to the Patriots in the wake of their loss to the Eagles. And then in the second half, we'll just take a broad, grand, immediate, maybe too soon, but not too soon view of the AFC East. And who actually, in the wake of such a tragic affair, benefits most from the season-ending injury to Aaron Rodgers? All right, Andy, let's, uh, you know what I want to do? I want to get the negative out of the picture first. I want to try to get a little more Pat's positive. I did just as much yesterday at WEEI.com, taking a look at how the offensive line performed. Wasn't great, but it also wasn't as bad as we thought it could be. It certainly can get better if they get healthy. But let's get the negatives out of the way, Andy. Start me off. Give me something that happened on Sunday that the Pats really need to clean up in Isle Foxborough and make better toot sweet. Um, well, I'll start with, and it's funny because Ramondre Stevenson finished with a nice, he was right up around 100 yards from scrimmage. Um, had 64, I believe, uh, in the passing game. Had obviously some nice plays, yak, run after catch um, type but you need to get him going on the ground. So, and that certainly ties into what you just said, the offensive yeah. line. 
I'm not blaming Ramondre Stevenson. Also, he was coming off an illness, so that may, you know, a sick Ramondre Stevenson behind a sickly offensive line led to a sickly uh, rushing attack. But Mm -hmm. I think if this team is going to kind of come into their own identity of who they want to be this year, you need Ramondre Stevenson to be better on the ground. You need the ground opportunities to be better than they were on Sunday Um, against, again, tough front. Fletcher Cox mm-hmm. and Jalen Carter and Jordan Dave, like we've we've talked about it enough. They're really good up front. They're big. They're athletic. They're versatile. But if you're going to be what you want to be, I think Ramondre Stevenson has to be a a more productive, effective, and uh, needs to have more opportunities to move the ball on the ground. Yeah, the rushing attack certainly left a little something to be desired. Ezekiel Elliott, the leading rusher, seven carries, twenty nine yards. Uh, Mondre did most of his work with the short passing game as well. I agree with you. I know you've recently lost a couple of pounds doing some good work with our friends at Awaken 180. Ramondre could have lost a couple of pounds in advance of that game as well, but that's because he had a little case, as Rich Keefe said, of the trot on oh. Friday into Saturday. Uh, so he probably hydrated. Why didn't He'll he be- squirt through the hole? Oh, that may have actually oh, wait, been what happened. he did squirt oh, through he the did hole. <laughs> so I apologize, audience, but you, you probably kind of appreciated that. Every now and again, uh, it's a number wang here with Fitzy and Hart on six rings. Uh, I, I concur with you. And you know what? Coming up this week, and we'll get to this in totality and, and more in depth on Thursday with our Behind Enemy Lines preview pod of Finns at Pats. Uh, the Chargers had over 230 yards rushing on the ground against Miami's front. Now, the Chargers have a very good, a better than advertised offensive line, but Miami ain't very good against the run game. So, um, me thinks you might see a whole lot of Mondre with a side help and a Zeke come Sunday to set things up for Michael McCorkle Jones. I'm going to go ahead and get to number two, and I think you're going to agree. This is obvious. This is just plain out there. This this was, once again, a hallmark of what was Patriots football, and we're trying to hopefully reframe it as such again. Turnovers. You got to hold on to the ball. You cannot give the ball away, let alone give the ball away with free points. My God, your defense balled out on Sunday in the rain with emotions high, packed stadium, new lighthouse, keeper of the bell, Tom Brady. And for God's sakes, you showed him a pick six in the rain with a slap tickle effort by Mac Jones to stop Darius Slay. Bad pass, wet ball, bad effort. And then Zeke putting the ball on the ground. It, it essentially led to, was it 10 free points, Andy? No, actually, I'm yeah. sorry. It was 14. It was 13 yeah, it was, because uh, 13. Jake Elliott, his one miss in the day was an extra point. So you give them the ball in the 20 and you give them the ball in the end zone. Like, I, duh, you can't do that. You just plain can't do that. So clean up the turnovers. Hurry up, Andy. Hold on to the ball. Should everyone in the Patriots this week have to walk the halls like they do in a high school team or a college team? Like ball held high everywhere they go as they go from like bathroom to meeting room to weight room to lunchroom. Wouldn't hurt, and it wouldn't hurt if Ezekiel Elliott did it on his own and sort of took it under his own auspices to set a tone. Like, that's not going to happen. That's not me. That's a one-and-done, sorry, my bad, everybody else, follow the leader, veteran kind of guy. Um, because you're right. that we, we talked about it post-game. They're not good enough to overcome any mistakes, oh. certainly not big mistakes like that that lead directly to points or almost directly to points. And you know, that would fall in line with who they are as a team. And by the way, your little shot at Mac Jones, uh, I think we saw last night that the Bills punter had a worse tackle attempt than 
um, Mac Jones did. It was he, it was it was Jonesian, if you will. Oh, it was worse. It was worse. At least Mac, and I will say this, can say I did my job. I turned him back to the inside. Darius Slay went back to the inside. Where's everybody else? Where's the, so the pursuit? Where's the pursuit? Shove bandit? him out of bound. Throw yourself at him. Trip him up. I don't care. Take the penalty. Get a worse reputation. Stop what the if points. He gets hurt. And what if he gets hurt? What if he separates his shoulder and his Toughen season up. ends? Toughen up. You know what Bill Parcells used to call Adam Vinatieri? A football player, not his kicker. Are you letting that soak in with the audience? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Good. Let it breathe. That's what producers Good. say. Directors, let Good. it breathe. Good. Fine. That one didn't soak it up. Breathing. It was bad. Eat it up. No, it wasn't. Let it soak it up. Live in it. L rub it all over yourself. That's the way it needs to be. I don't want to. All right. Rub let's get. Let's get to. Let's get to the third and final negative before we go. Pat's positive. So it, it's funny because we touched on the penalties and we touched on the inability to to mm -hmm. establish the running game. Not good um, enough to overcome the mistakes. Can't make. I would say another error. another negative. Um, actually, I don't know if it's a negative or a positive. But uh, your your two biggest offensive acquisitions of the offseason were who? Uh, Bill O'Brien and Juju Smith Schuster. No, I didn't say coaching acquisitions. I okay. said offensive. Oh. Uh, that would be Juju Smith Schuster and Ezekiel Elliott. I would say Mike Kosicki because people told me he was going to catch twelve touchdown passes this year in seventeen. They did. Games. Oh, yeah, you know absolutely. a bunch of people that lie. Yeah. I was told during the summer that he was a, a unicorn, I read on Twitter. He is Red a unicorn weapon. The Patriots. Did he score? Uh, he did not. However, uh, a little, I'm going to tease out one of my early FanDuel Sportsbook bets of the week here on the Six Rings pod. I'm going to go ahead and lay some money on Mike Kosicki anytime touchdown against his former employer this Sunday night. And that would be nice because if he's going to be a centerpiece of the offense and if Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be a centerpiece of the offense, then they better get their asses into the center of the offense at some point because your new-look offensive guys didn't really contribute. Now, I say I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing because the flip side is you get back uh -huh. to business with Bourne and Henry. Your old-school 2021 turn back the clock to max rookie year guys were there for him. They clicked. The rapport was back. But – Everybody told me how good Juju is. I don't really see it. Everybody tells me how good Gasicki is. I haven't really seen it. So um, I'd like to see more from your prized offseason. Oh, oh, and wait, did I see? Was it two touchdowns that Jacoby Myers scored? Was that was that how many he had for the Raiders? I believe it was two. Wait, you? I actually never checked the box score. I just saw the final score, 17-16, and I know that Dangerous was cooking early and then had not much to offer late. Did Myers score twice? I believe the Raiders had two touchdowns, and I believe they belonged to Jacoby Myers. Oh. As Bob LoBell would say, How come we can't get guys like that? Boom, shot. Okay, I, I'm with you. As a matter of fact, that was going to be my third. Uh, so we're hive mind once again on what needs to get uh, cleaned up in Isle Patriots. Let me ask you this question. Why do you think, why do you think that Juju Smith-Schuster was not on the field for the final play of the game? I know he's a little bit more of a middle of the field inside to outside guy as opposed to an outside to in guy. But why wasn't Juju on the field for the final play of the game when you chose to let a guy that was uh, a certain third down asset, Max favorite blanket, binky target, if you will, like Myers go. And yet Smith-Schuster is out and in is Kayshawn Booty, a rookie. He made the catch, but twice in the game, he failed to drag his toe to get two feet in bounds. Why do you think that's a – is this back to the knee? Are we load managing in week one? He was only on the field 50% of the snaps. I, I, 
I don't know that it's back to the knee. I mean, I think the knee is going to be managed all year long. As I told you, a guy that limps when he walks to the sideline and limps while on the sideline to me is um, is concerned. Was a problem. Is, yeah. I, I'm not going down the Breer Road of ex- explosion. I, I think that was a little ridiculous to say his mm-hmm. knee's going to explode. But is the knee an issue? Yeah, I think it's going to be managed. Um, I don't have a great answer because I I, I didn't like it. You, you know me. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big Juju fan. He has drops. It, it's part of his game. It was part of this game. Drops are part of what I've seen from Juju because I like to judge these guys what I see firsthand, not, oh, what he did in Pittsburgh or what he did in Kansas City. I can tell you over the course of the summer, drops were an issue. Um, but I'm also not the biggest booty guy. You know, booty to me, to have him as – I still think he's kind of a developmental guy, and I think he proved he that. He proved that with the toe-tap inability, like, hey, it's not college football anymore. Um, to have him on the field – with the game on the line in clutch situations and to have Juju on the, like I can't envision Jacoby Myers wouldn't have been on the field. And of course he would have been. Of course right. he would have been. So it makes no sense. Like no. either you don't like Juju as much as you thought you liked Juju. I mean, I guess if we're going to be really optimistic, they love booty. I don't think they love booty. And they like booty. Like. And it's, it's a like of need right now because Taekwon, Taquan, if you will, is on the shelf once again. Devontae Parker, you choose him over going out. Uh, like, oh, we got We don't have to go out and get DeAndre Hopkins. We get Devontae Parker. Oh, really? His knee was an issue and he couldn't play? He's one of your big outside guys, the winner oh, of the Is Devontae Parker balls. hurt? That never happens. Come on. Yeah, I, no. Never happens. Did you say he's that hurt? Is, no. That's yeah, blasphemy. Crazy. Turns to leave that. Uh, I think he's been in the league nine years now. He's played one full season. Get that. So odds are, from our fan mm-hmm. FanDuel friends, is that he's going to be hurt. <laughs> Uh, the odds are I would bet more likely than not he'll miss multiple games will be missed this season as well positive all right so let's get to the positives all right you can't make mistakes cure the dropsies we need more from the weapons no more turnovers get Mondre going let's get positive here uh you just get to this let me let me real quick I want to bring some um and I'm not going to use their names because they didn't ask me if they could but two friends of mine who are fans of the team very passionate fans of the team all right had very uh, distinct sort of big picture takeaway responses from the action over the last two days. Um, One of my buddies texts me and said, he's watching the second half of the bills game. What I see is abundantly clear that talent wins games. Patriots Mm -hmm. should be ashamed of themselves. That was his response to last night. And then my other buddy says, Pats are good. Loved what I saw on the field. The Pats are back. See, again, every year there's a new, like, split. There's a new schism, if you will, in Pat's Nation. And this year it's they didn't do enough. There's not enough talent. This team is screwed versus how could you guys not see that the development and the rebirth is underway and in progress? Look at this defense. Mac is better than advertised. Here we go. And we'll address more of this in the back end when we talk about the Rodgers injury and what this means for the Pats and the rest of the AFC. But I'm kind of split right now because I saw a team – that made enough mistakes to lose a game on Sunday and not overcome their shortcomings and their gaffes. But I also saw a team that fought tooth and nail right to the very end, brought the hammer on defense, contained a dynamic, contained a dynamic NFC Super Bowl contender. Everyone gets a trophy. You tried hard. We did no, hit three foul balls. They, coach. You know what they got? They got a big fat Allah. They got yeah, an Allah. Like like they baby. lost. You like it. Oh, they fought they, hard. Oh, they, they fought lost. Hard. Isn't but this it wasn't like they were supposed to fight hard. There were a lot of teams that got L's on Sunday that didn't compete the way that the Pats did. You know it's there. I saw it's there. Your friend who texted you, who should 
unfriend you immediately saw it was there as well. Let's get positive, Mr. Negative. Okay, let's get right. positive. You mentioned earlier, you just mentioned it a few minutes ago. The, the, the weapons of 2021 were back and may have looked even better than ever. Born and Hunter. Those are your two top positives? Born and Hunter? No, no, offense? no, no. I said that's one positive. The oh, okay. resurgence of Kendrick Bourne and Hunter Henry. Great to see Absolutely. them back in action and scoring. And predictable. You get rid of Matt Patricia, send him to the other team where he actually won the game, but we don't need to get into that. And you get Bill O'Brien and you get back. Happy Mac, happy Bourne, happy Hunter, happy touchdowns, touchdown dances, celebrations. Mm -hmm. It looked like competitive play. It wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. We talked about it post-game. Mm -hmm. Each of them had drops. You know, mm -hmm. I would I would sort of put the Hunter Henry drop on Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien, but um, they both had drops, but they both found the end zone. The out and up was a beautiful route, beautiful pass, beautiful catch for the touchdown for Henry. Bourne looked like the playmaker that I expect him and want him to be as sort of the centerpiece of this offense. That's the other thing. With Juju sort of second-tiered, as we talked about, um, the opportunity was there, and Bourne kind of took it. I think he needs as many of those opportunities to be the guy who makes plays. And if I'm, if I'm not wrong, I believe Tony Romo, who I don't like to quote because I think he's a bit of a boob and a moron. Blow, blow, um, I was going to say blowhard, but okay. Blowhard, that all works. Boob, moron, blowhard, whatever you want to be. Seems like a nice fellow, though. I will step back from that. Sure. Seems like a very nice oh. fellow, genuinely mm -hmm. nice fellow. Um, at some Can't point reach. after a born catch, I believe he said, I think they have their number one receiver. And I agree with him. Born mm -hmm. should be the guy. Build build with born. So getting those two guys happy, engaged, productive, first step that they can build off of, like snowball for the positive, all of it's good. Born and Henry, I love it, but not as important as, you know what Rich Keefe likes to say when somebody like, let's say there's a surprising cut or somebody's fired or what does he say? He gone. Yep. Well, the Patriots defense has a C gone. Christian Gonzalez is the reason to be happy about this defense because C gone, that should be his nickname. I'm going with it, is the man upon whom pressure is put and he responded. No Jack Jones, no problem. AJ mm -hmm. Brown, no problem for the most part. Devontae Smith, no problem. For the most part. Oh, you want me to be physical? Boom. I got you. You want me to blitz and get a sack? Hmm. I thought Jalen Hurts could move. Guess not. You want them to go for it on fourth down? Who going to be there to knock the ball away? Seagon. Guess what? Who's he please? is a stud. <laughs> yes. I'm back to studville. I was worried about him. I told you I was worried. I was But wrong. I thought he's a member of Andy Hart's House of Cards. The, the, the cornerback oh, in the secondary. But he's the biggest. Yeah, if you got someone like there. that he's healthy up, so is everyone. Jason Warren hurt again in Carolina. You can never tell with these guys that are supposed to be stud number ones. He looks the part, acted the part, hit like the part, covered like the part, had the swag, cool in the post-game interview as well. This is someone you can lean on. I'll give you the Seagon or Gonzo, as I like to say, my favorite Gonzo since the Muppet Show. I'll tell you straight up, it's defense. Defense is the ultimate number one positive takeaway. Hammering like peppers. Great coverage out there. Mapu looking good already. Keon White. He had four pressures in 13 total plays on defense. That's pretty damn good for anyone, let alone a rookie seeing his first professional NFL action. That's a badass. Matt Judon gets a sack in his first start. Multiple Big pressures sack. from Uche. Multiple pressures from Josh Uche showing up as well. Godshow, your guy, your boy out there actually making some plays as well. Andy, the Patriots, if they stay healthy, and I know this is the ultimate caveat, but we have to keep saying it because we saw what happens. 
you're only an injury away from opportunity or adversity in the NFL. If they stay healthy, this Patriots defensive unit can be reasonably special. The Jets defense is truly special. This one can be pretty special. Did you say reasonably special? Reasonably special. What the hell does that mean? You're either special okay, would you rather I say very good? Really good. Okay, really good. Really good. Okay, let's requalify. I actually don't think they can be special. I think there's still enough shortcomings maybe in there. Cornerback certainly is going to be one of them throughout the year at various points. Mm -hmm. But um, I think they can be really good. I think they can be really good. Um, Barmore, the numbers sort of showed his game as more impactful than maybe you first witnessed it. I know PFF mm -hmm. was big on him or one of those stats things were floating around the uh, Twitter sure. sphere. Um, now, I, I have high hopes for them. If they stay healthy and Gonzo or Seagon or Christian the Conqueror or whatever you want to call him, uh, you know, you know, like Christian, Christian the Conqueror. I don't know. That's what they, did Christian uh, used to do when they took. I mean, he's probably on a crusade to be rookie of the year, uh, but Crusader. Know. Let's call him the Crusader. The crusader. There you go. That, the that coverage <laughs> Crusader. He needs a nickname, doesn't he? You got to have a nickname. workshop. But anyone listening right now, uh, shoot us a little message at Jumbo Heart at Fitzy GFY at Six Rings Pod. We need a nickname for Christian Gonzalez beyond Gonzo and definitely past Seagon. All right, uh, one more, one more positive before we wrap up part one of the pod here. Uh, would you? I'm going to give you two. You tell me which one was more positive. Ooh, pick one. The offensive, the offensive line performing better than expected in light of having in light of starting two rookie guards and a guy who was on the NFI list just 10 days prior at right tackle, or Mac Jones overcoming the mistakes he made early on to put the Pats in a hole and almost lead them to victory with an excellent second and fourth quarter performance. Almost. Almost. <laughs> so we're chopping up the game into various mm -hmm. pieces and pulling out the good for the game, him. Yeah, I'm not, listen, there are parts of the meat that are burned. This one's fatty. There's a bloodline over here. I'm just giving you the choice cuts for supper. Well, that's why I usually order a filet, and he was not a filet in this game. He was, no. that's, you're true. You just described how I eat a steak, by the way. Like, when people give me real steaks, I have to, mm -hmm. like, cut around and get to the good meat that oh, I like without God. all the gristle Does and your wife and cut stuff. it for you as well? No, I cut it. I do my own cutting, but I do cutting. And then I feed the gristle and stuff to the dog or whatever. Um, he, I, I'm going to take Mac Jones because okay. I think in totality, mm -hmm. pops my T's there mm -hmm. uh, instead of my P's. Totality, totality. yes. Mac yeah. Jones, I think, was a net positive in this game. He was in a dog fight against a good team in, in the rain. Game. Yep. It wasn't all great. Nope. The arm strength is noticeable. Even Chad Finn, by who, who I consider part of you people, he mm -hmm. is a very optimistic, uh, glasses half full, mm -hmm. Patriots sunglasses kind of guy. Mm -hmm. Even Chad Finn had a tweet about, is it me or is Max lack of velocity a problem for some of these receivers? Because I do think the Henry drop, the ball took too long to get there. And he's thinking, yeah. Yeah. get here. Get here. All right, hurry up. And, oh, and no. Run. Well, I mean, go back to the Bourne bomb in the first half. If he actually hits him in stride and puts a little more zip in the ball, that's six. Yeah, but that's a deep ball. I'm talking about, what was it, fourth and 17? So Yes. Uh, also, uh, we probably could have put, by the way, side note, not to, I mean, we, we've already said what we've said, but we could all also probably put coaching decisions as one of the negatives because uh, fourth and three probably should have taken the three going for it. Even bill admitted as much on WEI Monday morning, probably not a great decision to go for it on fourth and 17, a little too aggressive for my liking. We like aggressive, just not in the face of 
eschewing opportunity to give your rookie kicker out there and maybe make a couple of big kicks, keep yourself in the game or win the effing thing. I don't think the ball that Bourne threw, I mean, he threw to Bourne, will prevent Mac from being a above average or good quarterback. The one to Henry is a problem. If you can't throw, because he was short of the sticks, so it was fourth and 17, so mm-hmm. you're looking for a 14-yard completion, whatever it would have been. Oh, and you say if, right. he, if you hit him standing up, maybe he can make a football move as opposed to having to drop quicker, to his knees. Right. If, if, he, well, if it gets I'll there say this, You know, great touchdown pass to Henry, great touchdown passes to Bourne as well. On the final pass to Kayshawn Butehe, with the final t- the, not touchdown pass, the, the final pass of the game, put a little more mustard on that ball, get it over there to him. Maybe he's got a chance to get the second. Five. I mean, like it was a. He doesn't have mustard. They float. They have the arc. There's too much empty. arc. You know when you squeeze the mustard bottle and it just goes. And it makes the fart sound. Yes. <laughs> That's Mac. He doesn't have yes. the mustard. For better or worse, I actually don't think it's debatable. You can decide whether he's good enough to make all the throws and to do what you need to do to be good. That's a separate debate. I don't think it's debatable that he has a lot of mustard on his balls. Hmm. Jeez. It's a shame. I, mean, oh. I thought that was a positive you... segment. How did you turn it negative? How did you turn it negative? You said something about Mac. I did. I said I wish he got the ball there. I, I asked you. Net positive. I asked you. You said he was a net positive. Okay, Mac Jones grade on Sunday B minus. Um. Yeah, B minus C plus. I actually give him a few bonus points, so I would say C plus, but I might bump him into the B minus for the way mm-hmm. he approached the post game. I really liked his taking mm-hmm. accountability, putting it on yes. himself, much Different like Josh Mac. Allen. Josh Allen says we lost this game because of me, which was obvious to anyone who watched the game. Uh, yeah, um, they, no S, bro. But like, just to say it, not everybody says it. You know who doesn't say it? Bill Belichick. Ever. Mm-hmm. Except Almost. For the all, that's why it was such a big deal Monday when he was like, "Uh, probably shouldn't have let Tom go." I mean, uh, you know, well, well, we at the time, I was like, "Oh, I, I heard like a." Just like I heard humility almost escape his mouth and then he like grabbed it and swallowed it. Real oh, quick. yeah. No, he got it back. Um, Can we do a quick side note here? And, oh, and we, everyone, everyone loves a good digression or a side note. Do we? Because we don't have a Pat's Puri today, do we? No. OK, so this is the ultimate Pat's Puri, and I'm taking it at surface value. I've not done any research, but that story. I from do research the, in advance. Right. And I just believe what you see on social media. Sure, uh, that true. story that Ben Volan put on social media from the Wesleyan newspaper about when Wesleyan football tried to hire Bill Belichick's in the, in the mid 80s to be their head football coach at Division three. And he laughed at the offer. They slid across the table. He actually, I guess, went and interviewed and laughed at the offer um, that they slid across the table was one of the most interesting stories I have ever read. And the tone with which the writer wrote it, like, uh, basically that Bill's going to regret this. You see those giants <laughs> there two and six. And like, that was almost fake. That's why I say I haven't checked it. It, it was mm-hmm. a picture of a real story. It didn't say the onion on top of it or anything like that um, was one of the more uh, interesting stories that I had never seen before. It's 20 years old, 30 years old, whatever the hell it uh-huh. is. How old am I? It's 40 years old. Jesus Christ. Um, it's like 40 years old. And it's one of the funnier things I've ever that he's going to regret not going to Wesleyan to coach football. Like, What are you talking about? That's a good one. I'll have to check in with Volan to see where he got that one as well. Or maybe sh- maybe somebody. Yes. Easy joke incoming in three, two, one shot it into his DMs. Who knows? But that is pretty oh, funny as well. That's oh. why I wondered if it could be fake. Maybe he just reports his credit. Who knows? All right. So there's our positives, our negatives, and our nonsensicals. Everything that came from week one with the Patriots in their five-point defeat to the Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you guys for tuning in, becoming a part of our growing Pats fan analytical, perspective-laden, story-filled, digression 
packed community. He's at Jumbo Hart. I'm at DM, TGFY. I had huh? somebody DM me just today. Finally uh-huh. started. This was an old PU listener from the Patriots.com days. Finally started listening to Six mm-hmm. Rings. Love yep. it. Love it. How about that? How about that? How do you like even that? Drive him away. Thank, thank you for sliding into Andy's dude messages and sharing the thoughts from Patriots Unfiltered all the way to Six Rings and football things. So much to offer this week. So much more coming up on the podcast. Don't you go anywhere.